Hello, everybody, and welcome back to I Love This Movie. Um, here with your hosts, Matt, and I'm joined today by Corey and Adam. Today's episode is about another holiday Christmas classic called White Christmas, directed by Michael Curtiz and starring Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and Vera Ellen. The storyline takes place following World War II, where Bob Wallace and Phil Davis team up to become a top song and dance act. Davis plays the matchmaker and introduces Wallace to a pair of beautiful sisters, Betty and Judy. When Betty and Judy travel to Vermont Lodge to perform a Christmas show, Wallace and Davis follow, only to find their former commander, General Waverly, as the lodge owner. A series of romantic mix-ups ensue as the performers try to help the general. So this classic movie um, was made and released in 1954. Um, it is a timeless classic. And if you haven't seen it, um, it was my first time. And there was a lot that I, I wasn't a fan of. But overall, um, uh, I did enjoy uh, the movie my first time watching it. But I want to get some initial thoughts from, from uh, both Corey and Adam. But because this was Adam's pick, um, we'll start off with Adam. Adam, what were your initial thoughts um, on this movie? Um, some of the things I like about it is uh, Bing Crosby. Not only I do, do I love his singing voice, but I just love his voice voice. I love the turns of phrases he uses and some of the, um, some of the banter between him and um, Danny Kay. And then I like the story. I think the story is somewhat heartwarming. Um, you know, if you have never seen this, um, Bing Crosby and Danny Kay are in the army together at the beginning. They're doing a Christmas show for the troops. Their, um, the, their general is being reassigned, their beloved general, and they wish him uh, well, and they, they sing a very uh, touching song as, he, as he's walking out. Fast forward 10 years later, they're huge um, stars, they're producers, they're, they're very successful. They end up at the Columbia Inn in Vermont, and they realize their old general owns the inn. And he's on really hard times. All of his pension, his entire financial savings are in that end. And it is floundering because there's no snow in Vermont. No snow, no skiers, nobody staying at the end. And so they, they, they stop everything. They put a ton of money into their production for a one-night show so they can get that end up and running again. I just think that's a, it's a, it's a very good story. Um, you know, it's, it's not the greatest story. It doesn't have a lot of depth to it, but um, it works for me. This is my first time seeing it. And I'm just going to go and get this out of the way. I, I enjoyed it. I actually thought it was better than um, some of the other movies we watched uh, in particular to it's a wonderful life. Now that's going to sound crazy, but I just, I just enjoyed it more guys. It was actually a Christmas movie from the beginning to the end. I love the first part. Uh, the old man reprise was so touching. I mean, the old man uh, sent off at the beginning and the old man reprise at the end. They were just such touching songs. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of songs. Uh, they could have cut a couple out. There's 17 total. Um, that was, it felt, it felt a bit, a bit much for me, but I, I still enjoyed most of them. As you said, uh, overall, yeah, as you said, the story, the sets, the, the dancing, you could tell that they put so much effort into this movie. Um, for the time, uh, this is what they had to do with all these sets. Um, it was just nice. I, I just enjoyed it. I mean, I do have a couple questions about uh, the, the ending and, and how they were helping out, uh, you know, um, 
general Waverly uh, as far as what they could do more to help them out. But I feel like part of that's we can talk about, but it's, I feel like part of that's probably had to deal with pride, but yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they did a lot. I mean, they, they completely packed his hotel, um, his inn. On, Correct. What was it? Christmas Eve. Was it Christmas Eve? I think it was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve. So the question I have is, is that the main issue is the film at near the end, the main, like, um, I guess like dilemma or I can't think of the right, right word right now between, um, uh, between Bob Wallace and uh, my goodness, I can't remember the other uh, Haynes sisters name. I know. Uh, oh, it's Betty. The, Betty is because yeah, it mostly just has to do with the, the nosy housekeeper. Um, <laughs> and a snitch on him, apparently trying to get like the, the, um, the TV advertisement, but like, why wouldn't they just advertise it and then donate the money to him? If they were going to make that much money off of it. Matt, do you have an answer for that? <laughs> <laughs> they were so against it. I get it because it was like a pride thing. It was like, we're doing this for right. him. But I was like, if you're also trying to help him out, like you're spending all this money to go up there. You're, they probably spent more money than they made him. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I also think that they're spending money. They're spending money also too for self-interest. So they got the professional interest they have the helping Waverly interest and then they have the personal interest, which is he was going to spend whatever money he needed to, to stay there and be with Betty. So he was invested from the beginning to the end. Um, I, I do love the nosy um, housekeeper. I love everything about her. I love her, her comments. I love her nosiness. I love her sarcasm. Um, you know, there were certain one liners where um, she she's the person that you love to hate. And if you think about it, she's the reason why Betty left and why the whole uh, problem ensued from there. Um, but I but let's go back to the, the beginning, um, because I do want to point out something on the, the dancing and the singing. You know, I mentioned that I love the singing um, and I told you guys at the beginning there's some things I didn't like, which is going to get to the dancing part. But at the beginning, they're in the middle of war, okay? And they're singing, and bombs rain over, and they, they, stop, they start singing very lightly. And then it builds back up, right? And they start getting back into it. Like, they're, they're in the middle of a war they're they're getting shot at and they they never missed a beat so i just thought that it was just like okay okay we could have ended that right there moved on to the next scene well, um, i can tell they're real showbiz professionals that even if you're being shelled by a bunch of germans you you don't break character you don't break the song you you finish the number <laughs> yeah because i was i was expecting because again it was my first time watching it i was expecting that you know, they're getting bombed. It was going to, that was going to be the transition and there was going to be some dialogue. Nope. They just kept singing. I was waiting for some of them to come out with their hats on the helmets and start going. I was expecting that, but it didn't happen. Um, but throughout the movie, there were some other great moments from the dancing that we'll get to. Um, but I know that there were some theories, some questions that Corey had outside of his question on 
why they were spending money and why they weren't just donating the funds. Yeah. Um, but I also know that there was some, some pretty interesting facts around the movie. Um, and with it being so old and classic, um, a holiday classic for many people. Um, I know Adam, you had some specifics that you found um, that were pretty uh, interesting uh, for the film and for that time. So some interesting facts is um, this was directed by Michael Curtiz, who about 12 years before directed the 1942 super classic Casablanca starring Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman. Um, so I, I actually didn't realize that when I was watching this as a kid. I mean, I knew Casablanca. Um, I didn't know who Michael Curtiz was, but actually that's a, something I found out just maybe in the past few years that oh, wow, this you know, brilliant director of one of the greatest movies ever made also directed this you know, big-budget musical in VistaVision, which uh, is kind of an kind of um, interesting, interesting fact because it shows how, how dynamic he was as a director and how, how different he could, he could uh, direct a movie. Hey, man, that, that VistaVision really shows off those piercing blue eyes of uh, Ben Crosby, man. You know, Corey, can't knock you. You are the most sensitive guy that I know. You 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 cry <laughs> during during films where no one else is crying in the theater. Um, you notice the the small intricate details, the the piercing blue eyes. I think you even quoted, um, they were like oceans that you wanted yeah. to fall into and get lost in. So, you know, and one of the best relationships of the movie is between uh, General Waverly and his granddaughter at the end um, when they're going down the stairs, it's just such a great moment between the two of them. I'm going to start crying right now, guys. I'm just an emotional guy. And the fact that he didn't want to wear the uniform, but the granddaughter wanted him so badly to wear his uniform. And then you see him come down the stairs in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah what grandpa wouldn't do that for his granddaughter. Yeah. Not one, not one. So another interesting fact, um, this is probably the most famous scene and the most memorable that everybody loves that is the scene where wallace and davis do the sisters routine um at the at the club in florida that was not scripted that was actually just being crosby and danny k just goofing around and curtis liked it so much that they decided to film it and if you look in the background i've done this a couple of times you look in the background the extras sitting there at the tables, that is genuine laughter. They are, they are absolutely cracking up at those guys. Even being Crosby can't, you know, keep it together. He's laughing just because that was such a, um, that's such a, a brilliant improvised scene that they came up with. Yeah. And that, and you could really tell that it was, it was not scripted because it was so genuine and them laughing. Um, there was something about it that you could tell that it was real. It was actually, um, my favorite scene in the entire, the entire movie. Um, again, me watching for this for the first time, seeing the Haynes sisters do the routine while everybody watched. And then they got into that situation, the debacle and the guys are covering for them and to see that and then realize that it was all kind of just them goofing off um, makes it that much better um, because you really did feel like uh you weren't you weren't upset that you had to watch and listen to them lip sync to um, the sisters' um, song. You you didn't have to worry about it. It wasn't it wasn't the same thing. Even though 
you know, they did play that over and over again. It seems like with the practicing and things like that, that still felt fresh. Um, and uh, I know the exact part that you're, you're talking about because you see those extras and you can see them in the background and it is contagious. I mean, yeah. I just, that's, it's one of my favorites. I mean, and out of all the quote unquote choreography and dancing, even though it wasn't really dancing, just moving some feathers around. That's, that's one I can get behind. Yeah. It's my first time viewing this. It caught me off guard and I really enjoyed it, but uh, the sister song wasn't that bad the first two times, but they did play it. I think a third time as, as you're referencing and it got a little old. Uh, but the thing about the sister song, which I thought was, was so interesting about it was they were talking about, there's no mystery that's going to get between me and my sister. And literally like the, 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 <laughs> that next scene, already the two guys got in between them i forgot the song they were dancing to but there were zip lines and there was a boat there on top of and i was like where did this come from why would a restaurant have this i understand they're themed for florida but we live in florida and there aren't just zip lines at restaurants or on docks Enjoyed okay. most of the dance numbers there was only a couple that i had a real big question mark about mostly the one that was the choreography one it just seemed to come out of like, like left field i was like wait what yeah. I thought it was a good, it was, it was, it was a good, it was like a good dance number, but it just didn't feel like it belonged in the movie. It was kind of, it felt out of place to me. The fact that Corey just said, I thought it was a good dance number. Like he's been a judge on a dance competition, <laughs> like critiquing it is just blowing my mind right now. I thought it looked great. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Am I supposed to like? Let's be honest, Corey. Let's be honest. You you've watched this three times now, and you have tried to mimic the choreography, especially during the Mandy scenes, right? <laughs> when I first is that the scene where she starts tapping on heels? Um, that's the scene where she comes up through the stage and she's doing. No, yeah. yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. I mean, I don't think I could pull it off like like she can, but I would give it a try if, if you guys would carry me. Um, but like the scene where she was tap dancing with her heels, I didn't know that was her at first. And I was like, is that her tap dancing? Cause I didn't know you could tap dance in heels, but that's how little I know about dancing. But you know what? I'm still going to say that they're all great, you know, just from my perspective. Well, I agree with you about the uh, choreography, uh, number the, the, I really wish they would release it with a, um, with a, a call it a 21st century cut <laughs> where they cut out the minstrel number with the Mandy song and that weird Danny Kay choreography song, which I'm sure was hilarious in 1954, but uh, it's just so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb now where, um, I don't know. Did you guys get it? Did you guys understand the purpose no, of that's that why part? That's why I said it felt out of place. Yeah. It just didn't just if you could take you take it out of the movie, it it doesn't take anything you, away from it. You could have been left with the scenes, the high level scenes or the shots where it just showed them practicing in the background. And that gets your point across. We know that they're gonna have a performance. Yeah. We now see a group of dancers that are performing, right, and practicing step and they're doing the counts. So that tells me they're practicing. I don't need to see the overall dance number for 10 minutes. Judy's back must be hurting her uh, because she carried most of the dancing. So I just thought they were good guys, you know? So another thing um, that's interesting 
So there were, um, we've reviewed now two Christmas classics that were made before 1955. It's a wonderful life was our first one. And now white Christmas. So if you watched our, it's a wonderful life video, you saw that the original alfalfa makes an appearance in that movie. Alfalfa comes back in White Christmas. He is the brother to the Haynes sisters. He's not actually in the movie, but his picture is. They're looking at his picture. Yeah, I noticed that. The uh, the dog face boy. And, yeah, dog, uh, face, uh, dog face Haynes. Yep. Or whatever they call him. They look at him and they go, I always, yeah, I remember that mug. You know, they're, they're sitting there and they're stewing over it. But uh, yeah, I noticed that. And uh, it's very weird that we've done two Christmas classics and alfalfa has uh, been brought up in both. I mean, I think we owe it to alfalfa to maybe watch little rascals eventually, but we won't watch the original. We'll watch the remake from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course we will. Yeah. Um, no, I, I did notice that. And, you know, one of the things that I loved and the reason why I'm wearing this hat um, is the dress, um, the attire. So this dapper Dan, this old school, the, the girls and the dresses and, and everything about it, right? That era and how they were dressed, um, you know, I, love, I loved everything about it. So um, outside of the dance sequences and all the random dances, um, cause they found any excuse to dance, um, the attire, um, bring that back, you know, bring that back. And I know we have like the dapper Dan days and things like that, um, at Disney and, and different venues, but to, to bring back that kind of style, um, there's just something about it. It's one of those eras that I wish you know, if I could go back and visit a time and uh, be able to experience it, I think it would just be really, really cool to go back and be able to dress up and everybody else be, you know, dressed the same way. And it's that classiness. Um, so I, I loved everything uh, about the the attire. Um, but there, there is one thing, and I know we're going to get into some of the the favorite scenes and the least favorite, obviously the dancing, I think we can all agree there was too much of it. Um, but there was a specific character that I, that stuck with me in a negative light. And I don't remember her name. I don't even know if she has a name, but it's one of the girls, one of the dancers, one of the performers that um, Phil Davis is trying to set up Bob Wallace with. And um, I don't remember the exact quote, Adam, I think you have it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's the blonde bombshell uh, chorus girl. And uh, she he says, oh, this is Bob Wallace. Oh, how do you do? And she says, mutual, I'm sure. That is and, scary how spot on your voice is. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> I almost I, wanted to jump. But I was like, oh, my God. Well, I, but, I watch it every year. And actually, I think it's so good that you two may pull that as copyright. So we'll see. <laughs> possible and then at the end whenever bob and, and betty are you know expressing their love or embracing each other there's a scene where she says i sure wish it would happen to me and it's like <laughs> why why are we doing this 
Why are you talking? Uh, I, I can only assume that somebody in the production, that was their daughter, granddaughter, a friend, and it was kind of like one of those, here, I'll throw you a bone. You can say these couple of words, and then you're good. Like, just, that's it. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, really – um, besides that being my my least favorite, the favorite really comes down to that sister's performance by Bing Crosby and Danny Kay. Um, the humor in it um, and just the genuineness of it, um, it was awesome. Uh, that, that made the movie for me. And then obviously, Corey, you brought up the ending and the reprise of uh, The General. Yep. Um, that really pulls on your heartstrings. And uh, yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as long as uh it's a wonderful life um a little bit more action uh, but just not the action we wanted uh, which was a bunch of dancing um so i do have a question how do they fit that stage in the ski lodge yeah the the architecture of the columbia inn doesn't make any sense um where in vermont is there a bed and breakfast that has a 500 person auditorium with a broadway actually probably bigger than most Broadway stages. I mean, that, that stage was huge with all the set pieces that they brought in. No yeah, wonder so Wa- no wonder Waverly is, uh, is eating it in a can financially. I mean, how much does that place cost to run? <laughs> Especially during the, the scene where they have the, the, the steps and everything that those steps go up really high. And I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> when, when whenever, it. whenever it showed all the people getting off the train, and like just hundreds of people with their with their luggage like showing up my anxiety level went through the roof cuz i was thinking to myself they've got at max 10 rooms okay 10 and they have a barn <laughs> they have 10 a barn in that army jeep that's it <laughs> like how are they going to do this and somehow they did it yeah i had the same thought like logistically how is this going to work this is a, this is a lot there's a lot of people here it's a nice touching scene, but I was like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But you know what? They just expanded while they were there. Apparently it's, it's bigger than we thought, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, the, definitely my favorite part was the ending, the old man reprise. That song was great. The, the last rendition of white Christmas I thought was really nice. Uh, I know Matt liked this, but I didn't really like the housekeeper very much. I don't know. She's the villain of the movie. She is the villain. You're absolutely and right. The, going back to their solution <laughs> of putting on the show and, you know, getting the whole lodge rented out for the weekend or at least the night. What happens after they leave? I mean, I know it's snowing now, so, that, you know, he's going to yeah. get money for the snow season. But they go if- bankrupt. And then General Waverly dies a slow and painful death, wishing that he had done something different with his life. That's tragic, Matt. I don't like it. Well, like you, it. Called around. Lady, you called the lady a villain and now gonna ruin your reprise okay that's okay what even adam agreed with me she's the villain of the movie if she didn't listen to the conversations none of that would have happened he wouldn't have broke up with his lady it would have moved on smooth but you know what all things need to happen butterfly effect anyways here's a crazy theory what if the snow was not real they brought in the movie magic to make fake snow. And then right after they got done with the show, they packed up all their stuff along with the snow machine. It was like, yeah, Hey, um, we got to go. 
we got we got stuff to do in New York. Um, here's <laughs> the money. This will get you through the rest of the season. Um, but it wasn't really snowing. It's what we call in the business magic. And so, uh, so, so what you're saying is they pulled like a like a extreme home makeover, and then once the cameras leave, uh, they realize everything's been put up with like you know thumbtacks and, and sticky tape and it all. Yeah, just... and then any investments now that your assets have increased, now you have to pay taxes on the assets which you couldn't afford at the beginning. So how are you going to afford this new structure? So yeah, it's you know it's 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 way of the world. Yeah, um, they literally built an entire Broadway stage. I, he says that Adam was suggesting it was there before. I think they just built it onto the lodge. So now he's going to have that additional cost. That's are, you what saying, I, are you saying that the stage was there before and General Waverly was on stage like at night? Go, like no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that he had a small stage. A small stage I mean, before. <laughs> I'm saying that he had a small stage beforehand. And then whenever... <laughs> Whenever Wallace and Davis came to town, they built a large Broadway stage and they attached it to the lodge. And now it's going to deal with the additional cost of, the, of this on the lodge. That's what I'm saying. That's not how I envisioned it. And he's just tap dancing away. He's got the cane and everything. And he's oh, just... God. I was trying to get around to my theory, but I mean, you also had your own theory. So I think they're both pretty fun. But uh, I mean... Uh, overall kind of going into, I guess, if you want to go into the rankings now. Yeah, no, I was just gonna, you know, I was going to start with, uh, (laughs) with Adam because it was his pick. Um, and then, uh, we'll go to you, Corey. Um, and now that we've all envisioned general Waverly tap dancing on a stage by himself, (laughs) I think that everybody's rating is going to go up a bit. Um, it's your vision, not mine. Well, (laughs) So Adam, uh, you know, is your pick White Christmas? Um, what are you rating this movie? Um, before I get my rating, um, I want to mention my favorite scene. That is not the sister scene. I think that is like just universally everybody's favorite. But when they're in the dining car and they sing the snow song, I think that's one of the best songs. And, you know, the, the part I, I look forward to the most when I watch that. So with that said, my uh, rating is a 7 out of 10. I also enjoyed that snow song, just to kind of add to it. I, I literally wrote in my notes, uh, snow song snuck up on me. I didn't see it coming, and I enjoyed it, just like most of the songs in this. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot more uh, than I thought. I was kind of dreading watching this movie. I kept putting it off and putting it off. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really thought it was nice. I forgot what I gave It's a Wonderful Life. I enjoyed this more. I think I gave it like an 8.5 or something. I'm going to give this one an, an, an 8.5 as well. I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. I thought, Oh, so you, so you like it more. You liked yes. it more than I did. Yes. I enjoyed wow, this okay. movie. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I, I can't wait to watch it. I didn't watch it with, uh, with my daughter and she's six. And so I'm excited to, to nice. watch it with her now. Cause I think she'll enjoy it. Cause she really likes musicals. The fact that you gave it an 8.5, <clears throat> And you gave it a higher rating than what Adam did, and he picked the movie. Tells me that you love those dance numbers way more than any <laughs> of us could have ever imagined. I was gonna rate this probably the lowest rating so far of any movie that we've done for me. I was gonna rate it a five point five. 
But Ooh. because we envisioned at the very end General Waverly tap dancing alone on a stage, <laughs> I am now increasing it to a 6.5 out of 10. Um, it's not my favorite. It's doable. Um, but if I'm comparing it to It's a Wonderful Life, I really enjoyed that one way more than this one. But still, overall, it was um, it was a good movie. I didn't expect it to be good at all. And so when it was watchable and then also enjoyable and I had a decent, you know, I had a really good, to my mind, a good story. I enjoyed a lot of the meaning behind the movie. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the reason for my rating. Not just the dance numbers, but, you know, a lot of the other stuff as well. With that being said, um, we are going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the episode. Um, next week, we'll be reviewing um, another Christmas movie, um, The Santa Claus, Tim Allen, um, which will be uh, my pick. And we will go over that next week. But before we go, please make sure that you remember to like, follow, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Watch some of our other uh, reviews, fun facts. And we talk about, um, we go on some tangents, uh, but it's a, it's a crazy good time. We're on every social media that you could think of. Um, and we're also, um, you can catch this um, on the go um, in your car, while you're working out, while you're taking a walk. Um, we are available on podcasts on Spotify and Anchor. Um, please make sure that um, you give us some comments, give us some feedback. And uh, we, as always, uh, love to hear from everybody. And uh, we hope to see you next time. That being said, see you guys next week. <laughs>